Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include an interview with Rob Chrisman on current market trends and the latest economic headwinds influencing the bond markets this week. Today's podcast is presented by Agile, tech that democratizes MBS trading. Agile overturns manual processes to unlock the potential of an electronic marketplace, digitizing the historically phone-based communication process to support both TBA trading and MBS pooling. Because Agile is browser-based, lenders can request trades from any device, anywhere. Agile users experience an average improvement of 1.6 basis points on their TBA trades after implementation. Agile's digital platform makes it convenient to request more competitive bids on more trades. Add in a robust network of dealers and insightful reporting for a whole new experience with the MBS market. To learn more, visit trade-agile.com. This is a tough market, and common sense usually isn't enough to get through it. Lenders have expressed the need for advice on how to stop the bleeding by employing effective revenue tactics and optimizing efficiencies in their back office operations. Identifying key areas in which to focus via informed benchmark data is a critical component to designing and deploying impactful tactics. For more on this, I wanted to welcome back onto the show my dad, Rob Chrisman, for a little discussion about what he's seeing out there in the industry. Not to state the obvious, but I haven't seen a whole lot of employment ads in the commentary lately. There was news last week of Loan Depot getting rid of their wholesale channel. Wells Fargo this week is scaling back their influence in the mortgage space. What's going on out there? Well, everybody's cutting back to basically try to match current volumes, current margins, current revenue projections. So Wells Fargo, the story about Wells Fargo is that it may scale back correspondent. It certainly wasn't news per se in terms of a news flash from Wells Fargo, but just the threat of that shift in lending. And then the you're right, the Loan Depot news, wholesale news, and other lenders cutting back here and there has everybody spooked to some extent. But like I said, the cutbacks that we're seeing in the industry are definitely tending to mirror the cutbacks we're seeing in volume and margins and revenue. Earlier this year, the talk was that those companies with the most cash on hand would be the most able to weather any downturn in in volumes or margin. But now it seems like it's the companies that are able to scale most efficiently or rapidly. Has that shifted or are are both those things still of uh, high importance? I'd say they both they both are important. Having cash and financial wherewithal is very important. The ability to show warehouse banks and broker dealers and other counterparties that you're financially sufficient and sustainable is is important. But in this kind of environment where you might have a winning month or a, a month, a couple of months where you lose money, then another month where you make money, and so on and so on. It's important to have a lot of counterparty communication and set expectations with warehouse banks. For example, if you're a lender, 
And in this situation where you've got a month up, a couple months down, month up, a couple months down, the continuity is isn't is just isn't there in terms of earnings. And so the ability to have that financial wherewithal and retain those earnings and so forth very is very, very important. I guess the silver lining of consolidation in the industry is that we could see better margins. Well, the companies that come out of this, which ones are going to be positioned for the best success? Does it simply come down to scaling and cash like we just mentioned, or are there more more factors to who emerges in this from this doggy dog world? I would agree with you with what you just said in that the companies with the best retained earnings and who are most efficient and who have been able to scale down, scale up efficiently are going to come out ahead. But you also have a lot of people out there who are very savvy entrepreneurs and competitive and street smart and so on and and never never bet against some of those players so even though they may be in a current rough patch if they can emerge on the other side more efficient and leaner they will be in a great position going forward you are currently in Florida at FAMP. What is the talk at the conference? Well, the conference hasn't started quite yet, but overall, I'd say if it's like other conferences that I've attended recently, the mood will be good. It'll be good to see friends again. A lot of these participants have known each other for decades. And so when we were emerging from COVID and conferences were starting back up, it was nice to see the interpersonal reaction during the events. Now, a little bit of that's worn off. And now it is genuinely, you know, people concerned about how the industry is doing, how their competitors are doing, how their friends are doing. And the mood is, the mood will be good, I expect, but cautious and nobody's really jubilant about the current environment given where interest rates are and given volumes and margins but i'd say that the mood should be good and the focus will be on how producers loan originators and account executives are getting business in this kind of environment what's required how companies are saving money and what their plans are for the near future basically it's old school techniques you know Originators are going back to going to open houses, bringing cookies, making phone calls, returning emails, just grinding it out. The loans aren't falling out of the sky like they were a year or two ago. And so as an originator or an account executive, it is just back to hard work. And it truly is a numbers game for every for every phone call, for every hundred phone calls that you place, it results in so many leads. So many leads result in so many closings and you do it again day in and day out. And it's oftentimes a grind and top originators will tell you that there's no, you know, swinging for the fences and hitting home runs. It's just single after single after single. And that's, I'm hearing more and more of that as I travel around. 
you are nearing your fifth decade in this business. So you've seen business cycles. I would say the times haven't been so great since February or March. We saw increased volatility. Margins have been declining. So it's been it's been four or five going on six months here. How long do these downturns normally last? How long is this one expected to last? First of all, I take exception to the fifth decade. Yeah, when did so, you start? 84? When did you when did you get in the business? 86? 85. Okay, well, then three years, that'll be your fifth decade. Business cycles come and go. Some some last longer than others. There's no way to estimate or forecast a business cycle with any kind of precision. It's best just to be able to react. And that's the role of senior management is to keep their eyes on the horizon and realize it's a long-term play. It's not a short-term money-making industry, typically. It's just day in and day out, trying to do the best you can for your clients. And over time, those companies succeed and those loan officers succeed who have that kind of mentality. Agreed. Thanks for making the time. You bet. This trading week opened with a gauge of New York State manufacturing showing sharp declines in orders and shipments. Couple that with worse than expected data in China adding to fears of more headwinds for the world economy, and we saw a rally in the bond markets. Elsewhere, home builder confidence fell for the eighth straight month, according to the National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index. Senmin is negative for the first time in a while. Quote, ongoing growth in construction costs and high mortgage rates continue to weaken market sentiment for single-family homebuyers, said NAHB chairman Jerry Conter. He continued by saying, in a troubling sign that consumers are now sitting on the sidelines due to higher housing costs, the August buyer traffic number in our builder survey was the lowest level since April 2014, with the exception of the spring of 2020 when the pandemic first hit. End quote. The Federal Open Market Committee has stated that it needs to see a sustained easing of inflation before shifting its current policy stance. However, the market pulled back its expectations for a 75 base point rate hike following last week's inflation data. Upwards price pressure remains in housing and labor costs for the moment. Worker productivity has declined significantly during the previous two quarters. At the same time, costs have risen, making it challenging for businesses to set competitive prices. Despite the market's positive reaction to July's inflation data, Fed speakers have commented on the need for the labor market to cool before they will consider inflation under control. July housing starts and building permits let off today's calendar, declining 9.6 and 1.3% respectively, both suggesting the housing biz is pulling back. An MBA's monthly loan monitoring survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by 7 basis points to 0.74% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior month as of July 31st. According to MBA's estimate, 370,000 homeowners are in forbearance plans. Later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales and industrial production and capacity utilization for July. There are no Fed MBS purchase operations on the schedule today, and we begin the day with agency MBS prices worse than 8th and the 10-year yielding 2.83 after closing yesterday at 2.79%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. There must be an analogy between this and the current lender environment. Let's go to the Wayback Machine for this TV clip. Well, you see, Norm, it's like this. A herd of buffalo can only move as fast as the slowest buffalo. And when the herd is hunted, it is the slowest and weakest ones at the back that are killed first. This natural selection is good for the herd as a whole, 
because the general speed and health of the whole group keeps improving by the regular killing of the weakest members. In much the same way, the human brain can only operate as fast as the slowest brain cells. Now, as we know, excessive intake of alcohol kills brain cells, but naturally it attacks the slowest and weakest brain cells first. In this way, regular consumption of beer eliminates the weaker brain cells, making the brain faster and a more efficient machine. And that norm is why you always feel smarter after a few beers. Thanks again to Agile, the mortgage industry's MBS fintech, bringing the mortgage capital markets into a new digital era. From lenders to dealers, Agile is the new way to quote MBS. Visit trade-agile.com for more information. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.